This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to the interview series. Welcome to the Retail Insider Podcast. I'm your host today, Craig Patterson, and we're joined here with a special guest, Daniel Lewis. He's just opened a new concept, which is really, really interesting, called Daniel's Chai Bar. And we're going to talk a little bit about opening a business during the pandemic, as well as what's to come, because I saw some social media on this and I got excited to buy it. So welcome, Daniel. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, Craig. I'm really, really thrilled to be here. Now, tell me a little bit about your concept. Uh, There's been quite a bit of buzz around it and uh, quite a bit of celebration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still in the excitement myself, uh, but it is a... (laughs) uh, It's just uh, Daniel's Chai Bar is uh, an exclusively focused concept on uh, a product that we've actually been selling already for the last 10 years with my previous brand, because this is kind of a rebrand play, um, my former company being called Tea by Daniel. Um, and our, our famous product is called the Famous Lion Chai. It's a lactose-free chai latte. So with Daniel's Chai Bar, we built the whole business model around this product. And that's where all the excitement is coming from. This is a product we've served to His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, um, celebrities. And yeah, so... There's a lot of buzz following this, and that's what Daniel's Chai Bar is all about. Come, grab a quick uh, famous chai latte, and, and enjoy the experience. Now, tell me a little bit about even the concept in terms of the physical space that you're in, because it's really eye-catching. It's at the Bremelie City Center, uh, yes. for those who wouldn't know, and many, I'm sure, wouldn't just because it's a new concept. <laughs> brand, brand new. With Daniel's Chai Bar as a concept, we wanted to keep it. Very minimalistic, very down to earth. And you can see that in the plot, the raw plywoods that are, you know, that make up half of the counter, um, that make up picture frames on the wall, um, a lot of greenery. If I was to break the store into a concept, you have one side of the store where you come and get your tea, your chai latte. That's where you're doing the interaction with us, which we, you know, tea and tea Jedi's, that's what we call ourselves. Um, and then on the other side of the store, there is a mural with uh, what we believe to be an inspiring message, which is never lose your sense of wonder. And that really goes to, you know, it emulates us as, as the people who work at Daniel's Chai Bar. You know, we're going to give you tea. Of course, you're going to get a tea that you love, but we're more focused on the inspiration and the impact. And then that's what's always defined us as a company. So that's what people get to enjoy when they come to us. You know, take a, take a picture on the wall with something that you can remember, a message you could remember. Uh, and get a great tasting uh, chai latte. Yeah, so you've got kind of an Instagrammable moment right in the retail space. Yes, yes, yes. It's that. Um, it's so. It, it's almost like a um, illusion wall where it looks like the wall is popping out like, in a three D shape, uh, and there's like a junk. It's a plain white wall, and then when you look inside of that three D pop out, there's like a jungle, which kind of is a play on our beverage, which is called the lion. Um, but it also is this magical world of wonder. And I always believe that, you know, we should stay curious. We should stay adventurous, kind of like what Steve Jobs said at his speech. Um, and that's what that wall emulates. Oh, excellent. Now, let's go back a decade. Tell me a little bit about the product development and what uh, you'd been involved with before the development specifically of the new Daniel's Chai Bar, because you do have a background um, in this type of product. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, the previous company, which we ran for and when I say we, it's my wife and I. I always get husband points when I say that. So um, <laughs> so for the last 10 plus years, uh, we've been operating Tea by Daniel. And Tea by Daniel is, you know, kind of think of your David's Tea concept, your Tivana, Teopia concept. We had about 30 products, 30, uh, you know, loose leaf teas, 
herbal infusions, black teas, green teas. We made um, mixed beverages, um, one of them being the famous Lion Chai. It was just a product, but which cr- uh, quickly grew um, to be the most popular product because it has a, and I'm biased, I'm super biased, but it is a delicious taste of, you know, black tea, cinnamon, cardamom, cloves, nutmeg. It's really, really delicious. Being lactose-free as well is what made it catch on. But we, we've had a lot of experience with all kinds of products and teas. And um, as a certified tea master myself, we were always testing to see what do people love? What attracts people to tea? Uh, and after 10 plus years, we noticed that it's chai. You know, you know in the huh. Western world, people uh, love black tea. And furthermore, black tea with exotic spices, which, you know, is your chai. So we've had almost, I like to think of it like 10 plus years in market research to launch Daniel's Chai Bar. Um, and I think that's what kind of makes it a, a sure winner with our, our immediate crowd. And then we're excited to introduce it to, um, to our new crowd. But we've also, you know, been defined not just by the tea that we serve, but by the service and experience that we've created over the years. And um, I think that's what's always been that snowball effect and why people stay loyal to our brand. Excellent, excellent. And when a customer comes there, um, are there different types of chai tea? This is something that even since we've opened the last week, we've been explaining to all of our you know, previous customers and new people. We right now have one product, and that is the famous Lion Chai. So this is like uh, Uncle Tetsu in Toronto, where it's just one. I don't know if they have more products now, but it's just the one product I have to visit. But uh, it's one product. But the reason we did this is on purpose. This is a post-COVID business move. When Before COVID hit, as I mentioned, we had about 30 products in the T by Daniel concept. And when our supply chain got hit and the logistics got hit, we were sitting on some inventory. And as many business owners, we, it was totally unexpected. We didn't know how to move the product. We had to, you know, first uh, test out virtual tea tastings with corporate companies. That was one of the pivots that we did. Um, And we were just trying to get so creative, but it was a nightmare. So we had two years to pause, to redefine, to reimagine. How could we get back into business in a post-COVID world in a way that's not going to be too much of a risk to us if, I don't know, another variant comes along? And so we felt, right, I won't even go down there, but we felt that, okay, let's take the best product that we have 10 plus years of, uh, of data that says this, this will work. And let's start there. After three months in this new location, when we have some, some more you know, traction, then we could start slowly bringing options in very slowly because even consumers understand that business owners have to do business differently. So let's not bombard ourselves with a whole bunch of products. We'll start with one very good one. And then I like to say, let's listen to our boss. I am not the boss. My name's on the store, um, but my boss is the customer. The customer tells me what they want, what they want to see. And I relate that to my staff. And then we roll out new products very cautiously in case there's more shutdowns. And that's why we carry one product right now. Excellent. This might be a dumb question. Are there different types of chai tea? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of information about chai. Chai, first off, means tea. The word chai means tea. So, when you say chai tea, um, it's really like saying tea tea. Um, but that's a whole other tea enthusiast thing. Don't worry about it. We won't <laughs> penalize you for it. But um, when it comes to chai, 
there are variations like, you know, green chais or um, which would be, you know, green tea with spices. So people and that also uh, it also talks to the artistry of tea. Tea has evolved from just being your orange peco, and it is oh. peco, not pico. <gasps> that is something that I, I did love not know this share. either. <laughs> right? <That is> like- <laughs> so yes, it is orange peco. Um, but you know, tea has become <laughs> this art where there's really nothing that it can't be. You know, people, um, you know, tea enthusiasts, tea masters. Um, are blending different ingredients. And so there's all kinds of different chai, but chai in and of itself, me, it's usually understood as, you know, black tea and exotic spices, but you can try green tea and exotic spices, oolong tea and exotic spices. They even have herbal chais with uh, using uh, rooibos tea as a base. So um, tea, there's no limit to tea and there's all kinds of different chais. And you can expect that Daniel's Chai Bar is going to be, you know, a brand that is going to introduce customers and educate customers on what those options are. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Tell me a little bit about your background as well, because you mentioned uh, you're a tea master. Would that be like a sommelier with wine or tell me a little bit about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm officially, and I say tea Jedi, but on the certificate, it's tea, <laughs> tea master sommelier. Um, but it's exactly like a wine sommelier. I, I went, I studied at um, the ITEI, which stands for International Tea Education Institute, long name, but is it actually a thing, which is really cool. Um, I mean, there's, there's enthusiasts and certifications for everything nowadays. And this was an amazing in-depth study um, that I did in with an amazing uh, tea master of 22 years um, named Sylvana Levesque in Montreal. And through that course, I got to learn about tea history, tea origins, um, all different types of tea, tea uses, tea etiquette. And, uh, and the exam uh, was really, really cool because it was a blind test um, in tasting teas. I had to, I had all these teas laid out in front of me and I had to taste them and on a piece of paper tell you where it was uh, cultivated, um, the type of tea that it is, I had to describe it. And when you describe tea, it's very much like a wine sommelier. It's very poetic in that you're tasting this brisk note of citrus with woody, earthy tone. So it's, it's kind of like fragrance and, and things like that, which is really, really cool. And I'm a fragrance guy too, but that's another uh, interview. But, um, but it was really, really cool and elaborate. And I got to really educate my palate um, to understand what makes a good tea, what makes an expensive tea. What really shows off the mastery uh, of tea? And I'll be the first to say, even though I'm a certified tea master sommelier, I know nothing compared to the actual tea masters, which are the growers in these different regions and countries who are actually cultivating the tea. But it is a thing. Yeah, tea master sommelier, just like a wine sommelier. Um, But I think we're cooler. Sorry, wine drinkers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and and there's no alcohol content. I mean, there would be a health factor there too in terms of, you know, not, not to knock wine, but, you know, people can, you know, die from alcohol poisoning. I don't think tea is an issue. It has an issue like that. No, no, not that issue. <laughs> not Hopefully that I found, not. at least. Oh, unless you maybe yeah, get waterlogged or drink too much. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> now, and um, you you're also uh, an author and uh, you've done some speaking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like to think of it as a kind of just a, a snowball progression. Uh, you know, um, I had a bit of a troubled past and then. Um, it was basically a turnaround for me uh, around age uh, 19. So my story is really a tragedy to triumph. But to your question, when I started Tea by Daniel, and for the reasons that I started Tea by Daniel, the first tea company, um, 
after running the business for a year, uh, yeah, about a year and a half, two years, people started to invite me to come and talk at a luncheon, at a school, and you know, just tell us your story. I didn't call myself a speaker, but I guess I, I had some practice with the mic being an artist. But um, I would just be sharing my story. And eventually, that turned me into a speaker where I started to get invited to business functions and conferences and universities and high schools and then traveling to expos and things like that. Uh, and then one night I met um, the wealthy barber, David Chilton, uh, he's uh, on Dragon's Den at an event. And I got a, a brief conversation with him through a mutual connection. And he said, you know what, Daniel, um, if you want to level up as a speaker, and he's an amazing speaker, by the way, one of the things you should look to do is write a book. It just really, it just kind of stamps you as an expert. And I had never thought about writing a book before. I was always pretty good with words as a songwriter, but to write a book, I was like, hmm, okay. So I took the next three years, followed that advice and published my uh, autobiography, which is called How. Um, and could be, it could be subtitled Tragedy to Triumph. And then, yeah, Chapters in Brampton picked it up on launch. And um, that was the beginning of my authorship. I published another book on marketing called Weird as Waldo. And then another book called Quotes, Q-W-O-T-E-S. And then I'm working on two other books at the moment. So authorship um, became a thing. And um, speaking became a big thing that I, I, I do a lot of speaking um, uh, and speaking engagements over the years. So, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed when anyone can write a book because I don't know if I have the patience to do it. I considered this oh. in the past, but it, it's, it takes a lot of effort and stuff. Absolutely. I don't even know if I can do it. I don't even know how I did it. And, and you know that actually that you said that one time I was working on a fiction book. Actually, I still am. But um, and I got really far along with it. Um, and I was on the plane one day, opened up to do some writing and I accidentally wiped out a full chapter. And honestly, the amount of energy that it took from me and disappointment, I haven't been able to to get back to that book for the last three years. So it, it, it's not easy to write a book, but it can be a very rewarding thing. And one day I'll have to finish that book. But yeah, it took a lot from me. Yeah, well, yeah, finish it, especially if you, you know, did a few chapters already. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, goodness. I think I'm ADD. I was on chapter 16. So. Oh my God. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need a tea after that. <laughs> now, do you have any, I mean, it's probably too soon to say, but any sort of longer term plans around um, uh, the the new concept, and, you know, in terms of Daniel's Chai Bar, and say in terms of locations? And what I mean by that is, do you think you'd expand outside of the greater Toronto area? Or just tell me what you're thinking. Absolutely. So if there's one thing I can say, um, during this COVID period, these last two years, I really immediately, once COVID became a thing, like a real thing about three months in for me, at least, I went head first, excuse me, into personal development. I signed up for Coursera. I started learning operations management. I started learning um, marketing, uh, leadership uh, in 21st uh, century organizations. I, I just went gong-ho, books after books. I think I'm about 13 books in. So I really focused on me as a business leader and as a, a business owner. What, what could I do better? How can I get better? Yeah. And in that two years, I was able to you know, hone on some skills that I think will set Daniel's Chai Bar up for future success in a better way than was um, uh, realized with T by Daniel. So on that note, I started T by Daniel, which was launched. Uh, sorry, I started Daniel's Chai Bar. Too many Daniels. Um, I started Daniel's Chai Bar last month, 
right out the gate with the intention that this is going to become a franchisable concept. Wow. Um, and hence, yeah, hence the, the minimalistic design, um, you know, not crowding us with too many products, really honing on, on the brand and the messaging. I want this to be easily duplicable um, so that it could be easily replicable. That was poetry. I have to snap for that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I see more locations. I'm already in talks with a few different malls at the moment um, to even just do a pop-up to prove uh, the concept in that location amongst that demographic and then roll out and then eventually get the franchise system built out and then open for franchising. That's the goal. And I see that with my 10 years experience in the tea industry, I see that happening uh, faster than, than it took me to build uh, tea by Daniel. Let's say, I don't know because again, we're in un, uh, you know, uncertain times, but yes, I see more locations. I see a franchise system. Um, in and around the GTA first, because this is hometown, um, and we're, we're pretty known around here. Um, and then one day, my my goal is to be right up there. And this is a big goal. Let me take a sip of tea for this. But I see us being one day right up there with the the Tim Hortons and the Starbucks and Second Cups of, of of Canada. Big goal, but you know, one sip at a time. I think we can get there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And with franchises, this is an avenue, I think, for much more rapid growth than, you know, a corporate expansion where you got to put all your own capital in. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because we've been tracking with Retail Insider. I'm learning more about franchising generally as well, which, uh, again, has really propelled quite a few food service and other concepts uh, to expand. It's, it's not so much about retail stores. Um, well, that's not true. A big frog, big frog t-shirts, I think, uh, uh, is a franchise, but very much so in the food service business. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. Tim Hortons, I think, is a great example. I mean, things have changed, but you know, the, the franchise model has really been part of the food service business for for decades in Canada and and well beyond. Absolutely, I agree. And I was looking at the Retail Insider Instagram, and it's so cool to hear those stories of those those niche businesses uh, out in some town that just really captivated their local audience, and then once they switched over to a franchise model, was able to expand quickly and tell that story with either the rest of the country or even internationally. Um, so yeah, really, really cool stuff. Excellent. Now you've expanded into the Bremley city center. Do you see um, downtowns working for the concept or, or is kind of the sky the limit in terms of uh, uh, locations? Uh, tell me, do you have any sort of a goal around, uh, you know, urban, suburban or uh was this just a location of convenience? Tell me about uh, uh, any any sort of vision around that. Yeah, I see a mixture of both, to be honest. I see us fitting into a mall and bringing an excitement and customization of experience to a mall that I don't think a lot of consumers are used to. Um, when you come to a mall, you know, and again, not to knock any business at all, but it's pretty mundane. It's, you know, you come, you get the product you want and you kind of check out, right? But to come and get, you know, your name on a cup with a nice message, um, to come and get a dance. Sometimes we dance for customers, um, to get that, um, Hey, we remember you and how's, how's, uh, you know, how's John's basketball game this evening. That kind of personalization in a mall is different. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes us stand out right off the bat. Um, even the music we play, sometimes you go to a store and there's just, you know, a, a, kind of low music or no real vibe and we're all about the vibe so it stands out in a in a mall and then we're also exposed to high traffic or higher traffic in a mall well, at least that's been our experience but at the same time there's something charming about having a street front store in like a downtown we had our store uh, for four years 
in Main Street in Brampton. And we're right in the center of the farmer's market. Every Saturday, I would dress up in a different costume, whether it was Buzz Lightyear, um, a, a lion costume, a Flash, Popeye, Mario. And it became this kind of a street attraction. So we got to tap into all that, that more local feel. You're not surrounded by the big chains. Um, and that brings a whole other dynamic. And we fit both. Uh, and we're able to to kind of work both. So I see a mixture of both. Uh, and, um, you know, um, even one day we might explore a model of being uh, a concept that could fit in another establishment, just like how Starbucks was kind of in target for that short stint. Um, so I think I think we could we could make it work. We're trying to make it in a way where it's like a little plug you can just fit into anywhere that is looking for a great experience. That makes sense because it's about the product. So. Yeah, you fit the product and the concept to sell the product into whatever avenue location makes right, sense. Man, you got it. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to share with listeners about uh, your new concept? Because I think we'll be talking again. This is very exciting, and I think it's going to go places uh, big time. Nice, nice. Thank you so much. First off, Craig, and um, you know, if there's uh, any platform that I get, whether I'm invited to speak, uh, join a podcast. Or, or, or really just even standing up with a customer, I always love to redirect um, customers or potential customers' focus um, to what we're really about and you know what makes us different as a business. And that is that we are not just selling a product. We are using business as a tool to impact people's lives in a positive way. And that's what we are first. The chai tea is delicious. And yes, you should try it. I'm super biased, but try it. Um, but it's really the experience the long-lasting relationships that we love to build with our, we don't even call them customers anymore. Our stages are friends, followers, fans, uh, and family. Let's throw that in there. Um, that's what we want to be known by. That's what we want people to experience. Uh, and, and that's what we want to define us. So if you're ever looking for those things, then yes, absolutely check out Daniel's Chai Bar. Um, and then shameless plug, yeah, do try the chai as well. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This is Daniel Lewis of Daniel's Chai Bar. Just opened a first location at Bremley City Center, and I'm looking forward to trying this out and to uh, seeing this as a successful concept well beyond just one location. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you, Craig, and uh, continued success with uh, Retail Insider. Thanks for all you do. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. Take care and bye for now. Bye.